0: Hello I'm Kelly Cervantes and this is Seizing Life. So often we want to make a difference but don't know where to begin. On today's episode, Andrew Stirr will share how he is making an impact on epilepsy awareness through his running team, the Brain Troopers. Andrew received an associate's degree from the Fox Valley Technical College and is now attending Illinois State University for his bachelor's degree. His many interests include, but are not limited to, horticulture, firefighting, stained glass art, running, and of course, epilepsy advocacy. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today to chat about your experiences.
1: Thanks for having me, Kelly. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, So having witnessed my daughter's seizures and and how they've racked her body and her life, I am always in in just complete and total awe of people who are diagnosed with epilepsy and continue to live life to the fullest and and don't let it stop them. Um, Can you tell us about how epilepsy entered your life?
1: Well, so one thing that a lot of people aren't, you know, aware of is, you know, the types of epilepsy, the types of seizures. You know, so many people are, um, you know, uh, drifted to think that it's, you know, convul- you know, drop on the floor and start having convulsions when that's yeah. not the case at all. So for uh, a long time, um, before I started getting treatment for epilepsy... I was having seizures that I didn't even realize were seizures. The earliest one I can remember myself having, I was in, I believe, the third grade. And let's see, what are you, like nine, I think, in the third grade. And uh, we didn't start treating them, however, till around uh, 2008. And um, because, like I said, for a long time, we didn't realize they were seizures. You know, They were pounding headaches that I thought was just because I didn't get enough sleep, which was the cause of them. Which is a cause of you know many types of seizures is lack mm-hmm. of sleep.
0: So what did they look like? Uh,
1: almost more like a stroke type of appearance. Like I'm just kind of dazed out, not very you know uh, verbally responsive, mm-hmm. uh, extreme headache. You know uh, like a nine out of ten scale. Mm-hmm. And the best cure for it for me is just I have to sleep it off. So and you know, I can uh, sense when I'm having them. So in a way, that's almost a blessing. You know, I can, you know, feel like, feel that I'm dysfunctional and prevent myself from doing any sort of activities that can in other ways harm me if I were to have the seizure while doing so.
0: And what is that seizure type called?
1: Uh, Partial seizure um, or non-convulsive seizure. There are a Different uh, things they can be called and that's like I said, just you know, such a thing that, you know, people are unaware of is how broad of a you know of a topic it is. That Absolutely. There's so many different kinds, that happens in so many different parts of the brain. It's not just, you know. The grand mall that right. everyone is a, familiar exactly, with. Exactly, exactly. And
0: you mentioned, you know, you your first memory is having the headaches when you're in third grade. What grade were you in when you finally got the epilepsy diagnosis?
1: When we officially started, you know, seizure treatment would have been in about the eighth grade, I want to say. So that's
0: five years years. of having seizures and you didn't know that they they were were seizures. Exactly. So, how did they? diagnose you? How did they figure out that that's what it was?
1: So for a long time, you, you know, we didn't, like I said, you know, in, most people think seizures are convulsions. So that's sure. why that didn't even enter our minds, you know, yeah. me and my family. So that's why something wasn't done right away. It of kind course,
0: i I cannot even imagine your parents if they had known that that's what it was. It, of course, they would have, but you know, and I think that speaks to the lack of of no. education and knowledge in the general public that we don't that the general public doesn't understand exactly. that there are other kinds of seizures and and that you know having these insane headache and also mm-hmm. you know being eight years old, how well can you actually articulate and verbalize what's going on sure, um, sure. so you know no no discredit to your parents in any way shape or form Absolutely not. but what um you know what was that experience like when you finally got that diagnosis? Would you remember what you felt when you heard the doctor say that it was epilepsy?
1: Well, I certainly didn't want to hear that it was epilepsy, and at the same time, it was nice to know what the problem was at that time because like there I said, those five relief. years, you know i I didn't know what you know I figured it was just you know the only solution was that I wasn't sleeping, you know and, and so you know that's where there was that sign of relief like. Now we know what the problem is and where to go towards it.
0: And do, have you found a treatment that works? Do you I, have seizure control?
1: I do have seizure control. so Congratulations. I'm on, thank you. Thank you. I'm on <laughs> uh, medication right now, and uh, we were slowly increasing the dosage of it. And uh, this past summer, I actually ha- did have a grand mal seizure that, for me, I've had, I want to say, like, four in my entire life, grandma mm-hmm. seizures. And usually it was from the lack of sleep or a missed dosage because missing dosage is the number one uh, cause of an epileptic having a seizure while mm-hmm. they're on treatment. So um, I had been in the car with my father and I had uh, he was driving and I had had a uh, grandma seizure. And this one in particularly for me was even more, frightening than the other ones. So uh, it was after that seizure that I had, we saw my neurologist again and he upped the dosage and divided when I'm taking the dosage. And since then I have been 100% free. So that's amazing. Uh, not even the slightest of headaches. Epilepsy
0: affects 3.4 million Americans. Learn more about cutting edge epilepsy treatments and research at cureepilepsy.org. Now back to this episode of Seizing Life. Within the epilepsy community, stigma has been very well documented and, and discussed. Have you experienced any of that in your life?
1: You know, it's kind of a, depends on the situation, you know, that I, uh, that I might be stigmatized or not. You know, a lot of times it might be with employment. You know, it's, you know, something is I, there was one job that I w- had been working at. I kept it under the table. And uh, as I had one point been talking with one of my coworkers, you know, when I can, I like to, you know, bring out how under control I am, mm-hmm. what had happened to me and how successful it's been. And he's like, you know, y- you can't mention that or else you're, you're going to be laid off, you know, no question about it. So, you know, I had to keep that, you know, under the table. And I, fortunately it was a temporary job, so I was able to ease away before, you know, costing myself you know any sort of problems like that and uh, so it's mostly the um, employment type Mm -hmm. of thing that you know has me under pressure with school and education if anything I almost find that more of the place to inform uh, people and stuff like with my you know professors right now at Illinois State one of the first things I do at beginning of semesters I go to their offices sit down with them talk to them explain uh, myself, my condition—you know, it's under control. What they should look out for if it were to happen, and everything.
0: And are they usually fairly responsive and open to the conversation? Ab- absolutely, that's it, amazing. It,
1: it, it really is. I mean, I I'm really satisfied with the how open and wanting to you know work with me. I like uh, my first year at Illinois State. I had uh, had a an exam for one of my classes, and this was before I started. Informing my professors, and that morning I had had a seizure, and it was you know the day of an exam, so and uh, I needed to take the exam. So I sealed it up, and then I went to my professor's office, and I said, "I'm like you know, you know, you're you're gonna realize what the grade was, and it's only because I you know I had a seizure you know earlier, and." It was her that suggested, Andrew, go to this part of, you know, the, uh, the university and they will help you, you know, have the accommodations that I need for the epilepsy. And what part
0: of the university was that?
1: Uh, it's just the, uh, access and accommodations department. So, uh,
0: so that if you do have a seizure, you can make those accommodations that you don't feel forced to having to take that test the same day as a seizure.
1: Exactly. So I yeah. had, I'd have an you know, excused absence, you know, unexpected. So I go to my professor and say, I wasn't here for the exam only because I had a seizure this morning. Okay. And they're very uh, forgiving and understanding about stuff like that.
0: What motivated you to be public about your epilepsy and um, why take that step?
1: So, with with realizing how traumatizing it is, and just how broad it is, you know, there's so many you know variables and elements to the disease that you know need to be you know researched and need to be you know uh, funded to improve and come up with a cure for the disease and stuff. And that's what really upsets me is you know what a minimum amount of uh, money goes into research to find a cure for the disease for how common it is it's Mm -hmm. so much more common than people uh, than people understand and it's stuff like that so it's one thing to know somebody with epilepsy and you know but to live with it yourself and be as under control i am it makes it easier for me to you know get out and you know explain and say you know i know what this person is going through because i've lived it and that's why you know I need to do something to help. We are
0: all so incredibly grateful for you that you are. So tell us about Brain Troopers. Where did this come from? How did it get started?
1: For a long time, I had been wanting to get engaged with, you know, because you hear about, you know, cancer walks and all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And uh, I said, I told myself and other people, I'm like, I'd really like to get involved with an organization and start helping more and stuff. And that's where the event that happened this summer uh, really caused me to... um, to do something about it. Cause look, like I said, you know, I've, I've had four or five grand malls and this particular one scared me. So that's why after that, I'm like, you know what, I need to start putting my feet where my mouth is and, you know, get engaged in finding stuff. And I did a bunch of, uh, research on, you know, uh, walks and races and stuff. And like I said, you know, very minimum stuff. And, uh, I found a, um, Half marathon that I'll be going to in North Carolina uh, in February, and it's uh, called Race for Epilepsy. I'm like, well, this is great. This is you know exactly what I'm looking for. And I had was a runner in high school, and then kind of you know stopped for a while when I was in college. And it was when I saw that I'm like, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity. I'm going to start running again, and it's going to be all for epilepsy. And I was. Uh, as I'm developing a name, kind of, I'm like, you know, what would be a good name for my team? Because I wanted it to evolve, not just be me, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to bring other people into it to, you know, because that's the only way we're, that's the way we're going to make more for funding. If it's just me in the race, you mm-hmm. know, that's, you know, and being a college student, how much can I actually put towards, you know, versus sure. if we start expanding and bringing other people in and bring it. All over different places. So even if a race isn't for the team, have uh, you know a team for the race? You know, so start you know expanding and developing. And I had uh, when I developed the name, it was originally called the Brain Warriors. You know, I needed to obviously incorporate epilepsy sure. and uh, in the brain, and it didn't have the ring I was looking for mm-hmm. for, for a team name. So I went to thesaurus.com and I'm looking for, you know, stuff of uh, synonyms of warriors and troopers comes up and my, uh, I have a sibling in the army who's in the, uh, paratroopers. So when I, I was including brain, I'm like, you know what? That it just clicked. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, the brain troopers is absolutely perfect. So I love it. I had somebody design the logo for me and everything and it's, you know, related to the army because I had once considered military, but obviously with epilepsy, of epilepsy exactly, you can't I am prohibited. Yes, so. Yeah. So that's why I still do everything I can to also, you know, represent the military too.
0: That's highly appreciated, especially since um, there's, you know, CURE is working on a study for post-traumatic epilepsy, exactly. which is a huge problem among our veterans.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
0: th- you know, they're coming back with brain injuries, mm-hmm. which lead to epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And, and-, and
1: people don't know that because it's too under, it's not, you know, to people's awareness and no. it's underfunded to, you know, to, you know, pay for that type of research on those people who are defending our country, coming back in this disease that's you know, so common and so uh, severe, and there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's only treatment. There's not a cure.
0: No. So you want to develop a team of runners, and, and where do you see the organization going? What do you, where do you want it to, to lead?
1: For right now, and just like to be a team traveling together to events, you know, have the uh, you know Brain Troopers registered as a team in the Chicago Marathon and the Marine Corps Marathon, and and so just kind of that. Eventually, I think it would be very um, exciting to have races for the uh, for epilepsy versus just the t- the team representing epilepsy and. Where I'm living in Bloomington Normal you know maybe develop yeah. a you know brain trooper 5k and all of the you know the community comes together you know so we eventually evolve into something like that I feel like would be. You know, very exciting, and it'll take time. You know, it's not happening next year.
0: So, if people want to get involved with the Brain Troopers, run with your team, or um, try and get someone from the team to run in a race that they're hosting, uh, how can they get in touch?
1: People can go to uh, events at CureEpilepsy.org, and uh, they'll be able to be in contact with someone there who can then uh, coordinate with uh, me and one of their uh, employees with how to continue to expand the team and make it, you know, more than it, you know, needs to be you Amazing. Know, make it better. Yeah. So
0: cool. So, and what has the brain troopers meant to you?
1: It's, uh, certainly brought back a, uh, lost, you know, passion of mine. Like I said, I was in uh, cross country in high school and drifted away and it's, uh, really brought back that, um, it uh it takes so much you know hard work and effort to do you know extremely long distance running like that mm-hmm. and you know to relate that to you know epilepsy you know it's a it's not a one time you know small thing it is a it's a marathon you know it's it's yes. a long you know term long distance you know type of thing to deal with
0: and what advice would you give to somebody who wanted to get out there as an advocate, who wanted to fundraise, who wanted to get involved, what what advice would you give them to, to get it all started?
1: Google. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but, you know, seriousness in that, because I to get to where I'm, you know, still developing and becoming, it took so much, you know, research and stuff, you know, and that's very unfortunate that I had to work so hard to find something to get you know, organized and involved in. You know, it's it's not a, you don't hear a conversation about it, you know, at the grocery store or something. You know, I, I had to dig for, you know, organizations and events and how to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, participate in them and who to contact. And CURE helped you a lot Absolutely. with that. Once Abs- you
0: got going with them, they sort of had a team that Absolutely. has
1: helped you put that together. Of course. Yeah, no, I, I love the industry. I, you know, if I weren't a, a college student, I'd be giving a lot more <laughs> to, to the to the organization. And that's where, you know, something like the, the Brain Troopers comes in is it is my way to give to the Organization into the disease without you know breaking my wallet too. So of course, and bringing awareness and Absolutely. getting it out
0: there. The other, your other friends who are runners, you're opening up the circle, and it's giving you an opportunity to sure. talk about your seizures Absolutely. And, and maybe expose them to another side of you that they weren't as aware of
1: before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: One of the things that I I really love about what you're doing is it is showing that we can all be advocates and we can all find ways to fundraise but to our own talents and and you know every every bit helps and it's not even every little bit it is every single you know donation every event every piece of awareness it all helps and it doesn't have to be Huge sure. and play to your strengths. You love running. You know runners, so mm-hmm. you've created the Brain Troopers, right. and and I think that, that it's just it's so attainable. Mm-hmm. It is it is reachable, and I think that it's you know so inspiring, and I hope it inspires other people who are listening today to. To find that activity, that talent that they have, and to build
1: to use it exactly yeah. Yeah. to build
0: something out of that. Well, Andrew, thank you so so much for joining us today. Oh, my thank pleasure. you my for pleasure, um, the advocacy work that you do, and I cannot wait to see where the Brain Troopers is headed in the years to come. Hopefully,
1: in the right direction.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt about that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Thanks. you. What a joy to speak with Andrew today. His story is a great reminder of how epilepsy does not define a person. Through his trials with epilepsy, he remains a motivated young man bent on exploring ways to educate the general public on why research is so vital to help the 3.4 million Americans with epilepsy. If you are also interested in using your talents to help raise awareness and important funds for research, become a Cure Champion. Learn more about the Cure Champions program by visiting cureepilepsy.org backslash curechampions. Thanks so much. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Cure. The information contained herein is provided for general information only, and does not offer medical advice or recommendations. Individuals should not rely on this information as a substitute for consultations with qualified healthcare professionals who are familiar with individual medical conditions and needs. CURE strongly recommends that care and treatment decisions related to epilepsy and any other medical condition be made in consultation with a patient's physician or other qualified healthcare professionals who are familiar with the individual's specific health situation.